Welcome to the Elevating Athletes podcast, where we talk about raising up athletes to succeed in sports and life. This podcast is for anyone involved in helping athletes achieve their dreams, from parents, coaches, sports medicine teams, or anyone else that guides athletes to success. Thanks for joining us. Hey everyone, thanks for joining us today. Uh, This is Dr. Emily Skipper from Puckett Physical Therapy, and I'll be your host. We have a very special guest here, Paige McKenzie. Paige is our physical therapy intern that we have with us right now. She's finishing up her last rotation of PT school and getting ready to graduate in May. Just a little bit of background about Paige. Um, In high school, she played soccer, she swam, and then also ran track as well, and then went on to play soccer for the University of Texas. Welcome horns. All right, Paige, thanks for being here today. Yeah, thanks for having me on the podcast, Dr. Skip. Of course. Um, So tell us a little bit about your soccer background. My soccer background, I started playing soccer when I was four years old, so I've been playing for a while. Um, I'm from Beaumont, Texas, so a smaller town. Grew up playing there. Um, played for a local club all growing up, and then went to Albion, which is out of Houston. Traveled for a bit back and forth, but it was two hours to get to practice, and that just wasn't sustainable. Yeah, it's um, a So... I played out of like an Albion East, so it was like Albion, but it was out of Beaumont, so my practices were close by. Um, So I'm from a smaller club, and I got really lucky to play at the University of Texas. Everything kind of all aligned for that to happen, um, but I did not have the exposure. I was mostly looking at smaller schools, smaller D2 or D3 schools. Um, Went to a camp the summer before my senior year at the University of Texas, honestly, just to have fun with some teammates. Yeah. And I honestly didn't want to go. My mom was like, you should go. I'm like, ugh, even when I showed up, I'm like, I don't want to be here. Like, they already know who they're looking at at those camps, and it's typically freshmen or sophomores. And I was a senior, so I was like one of the older girls out there. Um, When the coaches saw me, one of the nights playing, I played one of my – best games probably um she happened to be doing lunges around the soccer field and saw me play went up talked to me and um, before I knew it I was verbally committed to the University of Texas which was a major dream grew up being a longhorn throwing up the horns so I played there for four years um it was definitely hard work um but also some life lessons learned and some really good times too Um, So that's like a brief history of how I got to Texas and, yeah, all of that leading up. But I played a lot of soccer. I now play recreationally, and I just love the game. Yeah, that's really awesome. Sounds like kind of uh, cards fit in how they are supposed to. Yeah. Cool. Um, So next question here for you is what did the process look like Mm -hmm. of becoming a collegiate-level athlete? I you kind of touched on how things just worked out, but tell us a little bit more about the specifics. Yeah, I would say the process is definitely different for each person, um, and that process isn't fun. It's really awkward and really uncomfortable when you're like a freshman, sophomore, junior in high school, trying to talk to college coaches, um, trying to get seen, 
trying to play somewhere. Um, I think they tell you, you know, have like your baseline school, your dream school, and like make a list basically. So I'd say that's a good place to start is like make a list of places that you're interested in playing at. Um, watch them play if you can. Uh, look up the university, look up, you know, who has the academics and the soccer and everything that you want. So that's a big part of it is like finding what would be a good fit for you. And then honestly, it's a matter of connections. So I know that girls who play at higher level clubs have connections through their soccer coach to other, uh, to then uh, college coaches. And that's why I felt really behind in the process being from a smaller town. Um, my coach in Beaumont, she played at Houston Baptist. Um, and I love going to soccer practice. Like I love practice. She made practice fun. Um, but I'd say connections like whatever your high school, specifically your club coach, if they can connect you to someone, that way you have a little bit of an in. I went to some ID camps to try and get seen, and then it's just really reaching out and putting yourself in an uncomfortable situation. So that looked like emailing coaches, that looked like having phone calls with coaches, and then just starting somewhere, even if it's not your dream school, like starting there, reaching out, seeing where all you can play at, um, and just, go from there I'd say it's definitely a difficult journey though yeah sounds like some really great advice though thanks um what's the hardest thing that you've had to overcome as an athlete mm -hmm. really good question I would say um my freshman year I went into the University of Texas on like cloud nine because I'm playing at my ultimate dream school um, but also really nervous because I felt like I didn't belong there per se. Like I got lucky. All the other girls had been committed since freshman or sophomore year. Um, so not having the confidence per se. And then I get there and I realize that my skills and my fitness um, are behind basically everyone else. Um, and so that first year, I was the only person on the team beyond, like, a backup keeper who didn't play a single minute, even of, like, a scrimmage or, like, an actual game I did never get in. Um, and you take my identity growing up as totally soccer, like, I am the soccer player, like, I am one of the best soccer players from my area, from my region, and then I go to college and suddenly I'm the bottom of the totem pole, like, I'm the yeah. worst soccer player there. Um, and so it made me definitely learn that my identity is not just that I'm a soccer player, that yes, soccer is something that I do, but it doesn't, doesn't describe who I am. Um, so I had to basically rewire how I viewed myself. Um, and that was a really big learning to be like, I am way more than a soccer player and soccer is something that I do and enjoy, but it's not who I am. Um, and that was learned through that first difficult year of, it was a struggle. Um, and there were definitely some really hard moments in that first year. Yeah, I can mm -hmm. imagine. I know, um, had similar experience of coming from high school to not playing sports yeah. in college. That was something that was really tough for me. Mm -hmm. It was like, I've always identified as an athlete and yeah. what do I do now? But so yeah. much more to a person than just that. Yeah, so. for sure. Very nice. Um, do you feel like your prior experiences prepared you uh, for the demands of playing at a 
big D1 school? Yeah, I would say no, <laughs> but that's just where I came from. I mean, in some ways, yes. So I would also with the positive. In the ways, yes, is I still felt like I had a love for the game that a lot of the girls had already lost because they were burnt out on their sport. They were single sport athletes. Um, soccer was so much of their lives, and it's because of just the demands of being an elite player in high school. Um, so I feel like I had the love of the game and the drive still to get better. Um, but on the other side, physically, I hadn't lifted weights like at all in high school. That wasn't a thing that was, yeah. I had no lifting experience basically. And then running, like I ran track, but I was more of a sprinter rather than an endurance runner. And the first fitness test I had to do on campus was called the Cooper Run which is like 1.8-ish, a little bit less than that, miles on the track um, in 12 minutes. So it's like a 640, 645 mm-hmm. mile pace, and it absolutely kicked my butt. And literally every day after practice, I'd just be lying on the ground like, oh my gosh, I survived another day. I'm still here. <laughs> I was sore every day. Shout out to my strength and conditioning coach. I was sore every day for like the first couple months and like I actually saw major muscle gains so it just took like putting in the work and sticking to it like my body was forced to adapt um but it was really really difficult yeah sounds like it (laughs) uh you touch on a good point about a lot of athletes who were around um had experienced burnout from being single sport athletes um, and then also just really pushing to try to get to that competitive level and Mm -hmm. everything. Um, How do you feel like burnout was managed through your university? Yeah, Um, I definitely felt, so whenever you're playing college sports, it's your job to an extent. Um, You get the benefit, like you're working for them, for the university. Um, So to sometimes it definitely, I did feel burned out because it was what I ate, what I slept, what I did. Mm -hmm. I was always playing soccer and my schedule was dictated by soccer. Um, um, I really liked ice cream and I really liked food. So I'm like, I started a Instagram blog on ice cream and I tried out a bunch of ice cream spots in Austin. That was like a fun little outlet. Um, Just friends, like making my teammates my friends too. And so leaving our I don't know, doing stuff outside of soccer is where you can definitely reduce the burnout um, and then not putting your identity or your soul, your life in soccer. Like obviously you wanna win, you wanna be the best, um, but also knowing it's okay if you do lose, losses are gonna happen. Yeah, that's really great advice for sure. Um, I guess that is kind of good, good lead into our next question in a way. What advice do you have for young athletes looking to play at the next level? Yeah, it's a good question. I would say my primary advice is like to have fun with it, to enjoy the sport because that's going to take you the longest or like the furthest. Um, because if you don't love it, it's going to be really hard to show up each day. So like listen to yourself and what you enjoy. So find a sport that first you enjoy Find teammates or people on your team who you enjoy to be with. um, And then play the game to better yourself um, 
and have fun with it. Know that you're not going to be perfect. You're going to make mistakes. Um, but really just enjoy being outside, being out sure. there. Yeah. yeah, very valuable information there. What was the biggest lesson that you learned from being a collegiate-level athlete? Yeah, I feel like we touched on this, but I think a big takeaway was just that I'm more than a soccer player was a big one. And then, like, navigating college athletics, I think being – so my first two years I was a bench player. My second two years I was a starter. Um, So I got to see – both what it was like what it was like to be on the bench and to be on the field so I think that was a big takeaway of um yeah just leadership in those roles that you can be a leader even when you're sitting the bench and you can be a leader when you're on the field um and I got to be in a leadership position my junior and senior years being like a team leader captain um so I think I had some major takeaways of basically how to encourage people who are then below me yeah in that spot so I had people above me whenever I was a bench player who I looked up to and then getting to that position of being a starter and having people below me um and remembering to like encourage and reach down and care for those who are in that spot right below you like trying to remember what it's like to be in their shoes yeah yeah that's really great um how is navigating the time commitment of collegiate athletics and having a successful academic career. So obviously we know, kind of already mentioned, got into PT school, which isn't a easy task right there. So had to have good grades, good focus, good commitment, all of that. How do you feel like you managed everything? Yeah, I think you prioritize what you care about or what you want to prioritize. Like we make time for what we want to make time for. Um, so I think sometimes my coach probably thought that I, uh, my coach thought that I very much enjoyed school and it's because on the road sometimes I had to make time, um, to do schoolwork because that was a priority for me because ultimately my goal was to get into PT school. I wasn't going to be playing professionally. Um, and so, yeah, putting in time studying, and finding other teammates who also were like that and getting together and studying on road trips, um, utilizing my resources within athletics. So we had tutors offered and I used a lot of tutors um, because it was a free resource to help me when I had questions on my classes. Um, but yeah, I think there's definitely like, there takes a sacrifice either to social time or whatever else but trying to find and live in that balance which is a challenge but it's definitely doable and manageable awesome cool well we appreciate you being here with us today i think you provided some really great and great and valuable information to um, youth athletes and parents as well who are going through similar experience of trying to get their Um, whether it's parents trying to get their kids playing in college or kids preparing for what it would be like um, playing in college. So, again, thank you for all that, and we appreciate you guys for listening. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Elevating Athletes podcast. Please support us by subscribing to the podcast and sharing it with your friends and family. See you on our next episode.